Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 16 of Gaming with Grief. Um, I'm calling this episode Catch Up because basically I'm just catching everybody up on how I've been doing and uh, how the week's been going, and I have some updates for you. I'd like to start every episode by saying I'm not a licensed bonded therapist. I'm just sharing my story of loss to maybe help you, and I use gaming to kind of get through it all, you know, either whether it be board games, card games, uh, pen and paper games, video games, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's start the show. Um, so last week I said there was an artist that I heard an interview with uh, on a show called We Have Cool Friends. It's by Kind of Funny. Um, I enjoy their content. Uh, they now have a new interview show. Uh, the host, Greg Miller, wanted to get back to doing like long-form interviews. And uh, there is a comic book writer who's written a lot of stuff, Iron Man, uh, things like that they mentioned. But the stuff that he's worked on that's his creation, his IP, the first one was called um, uh, Wicked and Divine. Uh, so the elevator pitch for that is that apparently, I, I believe every 90 years, uh, these kind of like uh, artistic deities are resurrected in a way and they only have a few years on earth until they die so they know that they have to do everything as quickly as possible otherwise they pass away i that, that's the elevator pitch i'm probably paraphrasing some of it that's what i heard in the interview um i will definitely be checking that out uh, but i don't want to overdo it and i'm trying to get through uh revival right now which i just finished um volume three so um again so, sorry so without getting sidetracked the um the the uh, comic writer's name. He has different artists that work with him, but the one that I was just talking about, his name's Karian Gillian. Uh, I wrote it down. It's, it's spelled K-I-E-R-O-N, Karian, and then Gillian is G-I-L-L-E-N. So those are that's his name. He's written several things for DC and Marvel, like Iron Man, stuff like that. But his own IP creations is The Wicked and Divine, which I'm under the impression that is finished. So you can actually pick that up in its entirety in volumes. I have Comixology, so I'll be checking that out that way. You could probably go to Amazon or check the library uh, to see if it's there. But it's called Wicked and Divine. Uh, I usually get the volumes, so it's several issues into one. You know, it's like issue one through five. I think there's a technical term for that, like the trades or something, but I'm not... I, I don't know for sure. But check that out, Wicked and Divine. And the other new one he started that only is in... He says they have a run set out and time and all that kind of stuff and they have a pacing of a story it's called die which is d-i-e and it's basically the die of a like a 20-sided die and the elevator pitch for that is years ago when a group of six friends in a town they were like teenagers they literally disappeared into a fantasy world and were missing for years and then come back and uh, really have no memory of what happened to them or whatever in the real world, so they can't tell people, hey, this is what happened to me. Uh, but then they're older in their 30s, and they have to go back to the fantasy world. But only five of six of them returned. So I'm really interested to read that. That's the elevator pitch. That's re- it sounds really interesting. It's called Die, D-I-E. And I think there's one volume out, maybe two volumes out, but it's a newer series. It's just it debuted a few months ago. So... That one isn't complete. Wicked and Divide is complete, so you can get that in its entirety and finish the run. Uh, one of the reasons I am reading Revival, not only is it really good, but it's finished. So um, it's not that I don't want to support creators and stuff like that, but, you know, uh, serialization is kind of tricky when you're trying to keep a story going and you only have so much time. Uh, or things get canceled, or, you know, you need more time and the years go, go on. I mean... You kind of read between the lines. I'm kind of talking about uh, George R. R. Martin. I don't blame him uh, at all. Um, 
but it is hard when everybody's expecting so much from you, you know, and then on top of it is books are getting bigger and bigger. And even with comics that happens, you know, if I'm sure viewership dwindles, they cancel things. Really anything that's so serialized is hard, you know, even movies or I mean, not movies, but TV shows where they think, yeah, we got like five years planned out or five seasons. And then after the third season, there's no viewers and it gets canceled. And so you can't like continue your story. So again, that's one of the reasons why I'm reading revival. It's finished. Um, I got the author of that name, too. That was another update. So uh, the the comic is called Revival. I think there's eight volumes uh, that I saw in Comicsology, if I'm reading it right. Um, things are out of order on there, though. So, But it is complete. Um, the author is Tim Seeley, and the artist is um, Mike Norton. And uh, it started in July 2012, and it ended in February 2017. So it is done. I don't know. On Comicsology, it shows eight volumes. So I definitely recommend that. The idea is in a small, we kind of talked about it before, but in a small Midwestern town uh, on Revival Day. I mean, it was called this after the fact, but people started waking up. Um, and they're not zombies or anything. They just kind of go start talking to their loved ones and things like that. And uh, this has happened before. I mean, there's stories like this where people coming, you know, uh, loved ones coming back from the dead. There's The Returned, which is a French series. It's on Netflix. There's Glitch, which I think is Australian or from New Zealand. Um, people start waking up. Um, but I think Revival is good. It, um, it adds a few new wrinkles to it. It's pretty amazing. So um, check it out if you can. Um, Revival, again, check libraries. Uh, you could purchase it from Comixology or probably on Amazon. Uh, I think each, I get the volumes, so there's like five or six issues in each volume. It's about 145 pages. Um, I think it's about nine to ten bucks. Sometimes there's a sale. You can find it on sale for, uh, I don't know, like maybe eight bucks, seven bucks. So, you know, you can get it pretty cheap. Again, check the library too. Uh, it might be there. Um, what else have I been doing? Oh, uh, there's a game that came out on the, in, the end of August from a company called Remedy. It's a video game. Uh, they did Alan Wake. They did, um, I'm just blanking. They did Alan Wake. They've done Max Payne 1 and 2. Uh, they did Quantum Break, which came out a few years ago for Xbox. Uh, their new title is called Control, and I'm playing Control. I played it for about maybe five minutes. Um, all their games kind of have a little uh, touch of the weird which is kind of neat. Um, I like things that are a little bit strange and weird. Um, the idea with Control is that there is a place called the Oldest House. It is a like a paranormal nexus. The rooms change architecture. There's weird things inside. There's, um, you know, the the you know the room can turn upside down. There's these creatures there called the Hiss. Uh, they've kind of infected the building. Uh, and you walk in, and there's a place called the Federal Bureau of Control, a government agency that has basically set up shop in the oldest house to basically research what is going on in the house. They research paranormal or paranatural things, and they're just trying to figure out what went on. You show up in the beginning, uh, in the very beginning, and there is um, there's been a breach. Something has gotten out of whatever containment they had. I'm not sure. I'm very early in the game, um, but uh, something's wrong. And you're basically investigating what's going on. You you basically become the director. I don't want to give it away, but you basically become the director of the Federal Bureau of Control through some scenes. And then, um, you know, you're exploring this crazy place and you have psychic powers. You can lift up uh, concrete out of the ground. You have something called the service pistol, which is only given to the director. It's a gun that morphs into other styles. You can put mods on it. Like, first you get it, it's basically a semi-auto pistol. 
um, and the uh, iron sights float above it. Uh, when it changes, I've seen footage, uh, it'll change into like a, basically a machine gun. Uh, the sides of the pistol float around it like a, like a Gatling gun. Um, but again, it doesn't change form. It always stays a pistol, but something about the pistol changes. Um, you get other abilities, like the ability to float or levitate, um, and there's kind of a uh, you know a Metroid-like feeling of you know the idea of you get an ability or you don't have an ability and you can't progress till you get you know you need the ability to fly uh, across the chasm you don't have that yet so you know you can't go that far and then you get the ability to fly and you fly across the chasm and then you know that opens a new part of the map. Um, I got it on PC uh, because I, I have a pretty good gaming PC that is paid for and. Um, I heard a lot about ray tracing, and I'll be honest, to get into the nerdy part of the podcast, uh, I thought ray tracing was really kind of like a buzzword, you know? Um, it has to do with, like, realistic lighting effects and things like that, from what I can tell. I watched a digital foundry video on it, um, and I thought, well, this is all, you know, some kind of buzzword that the uh, manufacturers, you know, the video card manufacturers are talking about to get you to buy the card. But after seeing the breakdown that Digital Foundry did in the video... Um, they don't actually offer a lot of spoilers if you want to watch, if you're into the tech side of that stuff. They did about a 30-minute video on control. So just do like a YouTube search, uh, Digital Foundry Control. And uh, they really break down uh, by playing either the Xbox One S or the um, launch PS4 or the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One S or on PC, uh, the performance. But not only that, they really show off ray tracing, which in my opinion is amazing. Basically, it's trying to replicate real life lighting so in real life if you're looking at a glassed framed picture when you look at it you will see not only the picture behind the glass but you will see your reflection reflected through the glass and you'll see whatever the light is behind you whether it be a light or an exit sign or something like that and that's exactly what they're replicating in these services because a lot of things in the uh, federal Bureau of control office are marble that are reflective services and they've done a great job of um replicating that real light and it really does immerse you in the environment you know it makes everything seem more real and alive and um i mean not only the ray tracing but just the design of the architecture in the oldest house um it feels like an office building and there's pages papers you can find uh, people's reports that are sitting around that you can read there's things on the on the whiteboards on people's offices telling them to you know turn in their reports on time and things to recycle and things to copy. Um, but because of all that realistic lighting, it really uh, this place feels really foreboding. There's a lot of reds um, and just the way the shadow effects. There's like a film grain effect that they purposely put on there. Um, it's a really atmospheric game. Like I said, I've only played it for about 85 minutes, but it, and it's and it retails for 60 bucks. So if you have spare money and you want to see something, you know, play a game that's a little bit strange, a little bit weird. Um, the lead character has an internal dialogue with herself, so that's weird. On top of the fact that she has these abilities that. You know, she isn't really telling people about in the first little bit that I played. and um, But people understand that she is a director for a reason. Um, so I, it, it's just, it's kind of strange. And I like that a lot, you know. So, um, yeah, try out, uh, try control. Um, I've also, I hate to admit it, I was one of the people uh, that caused you guys problems. By that I mean, 
I went back and I uh, started playing World of Warcraft Classic. So if you're trying to log into a server and you see those long queue times, I'm right in line with you. Um, even after a few weeks, it's getting pretty bad still, you know, with like two-hour queues and things like that. And I read statements by Bungie and then saying, listen, uh, we don't really want, uh, you know, we don't want to add so much of a capacity because we're afraid what's going to happen in six or eight weeks. Are people going to, you know, are people still going to be with it or not? And we've added all this infrastructure and then we have to take it away. It's kind of frustrating. So we're doing things on the back end to, you know, uh, decrease queue times, like making people's away from keyboard times a lot shorter. I guess it used to be, I want to say 15 to 20 minutes and they've knocked it down to 10 so you can't be away from your keyboard that long. They'll boot you. Um, and they've done things like offer free server transfers for people to get them off the servers. Um, so it's really good. It, it um, While well, it was good before, but as it went on, uh, it just appealed to me less and less. Um, I'm not going to say they made... You know, if I was a real troll, I would say the developers made all these bad choices, and they they did change some things that I just didn't like. But again, they're doing that because you know the game I think launched in two thousand and four or two thousand and six. So you know, from their standpoint, it's now twenty nineteen, and even years before that, you're releasing expansions and you're trying to keep everything fresh and different, and you have meetings and you know you're trying to keep this massive player base happy. If you if it stays the same, then people are unhappy because nothing is changing. If you change too much, then it upsets people. Um, and some of the bad people will send you death threats and things like that. I just saw how it changed, and I didn't enjoy the changes. Um, funny story, though. Uh, you know, I hadn't subscribed in a while to Classic or Retail WoW. And uh, I went through the launcher, uh, Blizzard or uh, Battle.net. I downloaded everything. I downloaded the Retail WoW. Because um, you can choose what to download, and then I downloaded uh, Classic WoW, and it was strange because Classic WoW is only about five gigs. Uh, the Retail WoW is obviously about fifty gigs. It's a big game that's been added on and added on. Um, but the thing was, every time I've loaded up uh, Retail WoW to see my old characters that are still around, because I've logged in enough over the years to play for a few days here and there, so they don't delete my characters. And I thought, oh, I'll go see these characters I spent all this time with. I think I had like five characters that were just kind of parked in an inn or something. And um, I can't log in. Uh, I think the most I've logged in is uh, maybe two minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah, they changed the UI. They changed, you know, they gave me back a bunch of my talent points. Um, I have all this stuff in my bag. I have no idea what this stuff is. Um, I'm just trying to get my bearings. And uh, I think the first night I was able to get into Retail WoW and look at my main character, I was literally logged in for a minute, and it had a fatal error. So I turned in a ticket, uh, and then I reset everything. Uh, the Battle.net launcher... Uh, checks your files to make sure they're not corrupted and that hung so that didn't work and then that stopped so that was good and then I logged in again to see what would happen and um, I crashed after like a minute so I said well I'll just go back and finally I got into classic and was playing that and kind of remembering how good that felt I was like this is great and then uh, I don't know this week actually I think it was this Friday or Saturday I tried to log back into Retail Wild again to see my characters. I literally logged in and saw the back of my character for maybe five seconds and then got a fatal error uh, window again. So then I turned the ticket in again and logged out and went back to Classic. So um, it's kind of sad. I wanted to see what they changed about those characters and the system and stuff like that, and it's kind of gone now. So 
Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of sad. You spend a lot of time with those guys, and I can't get to them. So, but uh, classic WoW. I think where they turned it back to. I mean, it's really fun, right? I, I'm not going to say that I'm going to subscribe to it for a year, two years, probably a few months, and then um, you know move on. But it's nice to go there uh, and. It's like, oh yeah, like I don't have mods, so I have to like read what the people are telling me. The quest giver is like, that was interesting. I remember that. Oh, in the northwest, okay, I gotta go up there. Um, there's a lot of back and forth, you know. When you when you find your first flight master, it's it's amazing because you're like, oh man, I can I can just fly somewhere, you know. Um, I made a horde character uh, last time I won alliance, so you can judge me however you judge me, but um, I went horde this time, so everything's kind of a new experience. Even though the quests are pretty simple, you know, kill seven of these things, kill five of these things, go take these seeds and you know plant them somewhere. Um, I made a druid. I actually like druids. Uh, you can judge me again for making a druid, but um, it's really fun. And uh, like I said, I don't think I'm gonna uh, subscribe for a year. But I'm definitely going to keep trying it and keep, you know, just leveling up. There's some friends that came back in as well, like everybody else. Oh, we should try that for a little bit. Sorry to take us a water. Yes. So we, um, we're we back. There's a few of us. Uh, we kind of console each other when we're in queues. Uh, last night I got in a queue, and it was Saturday night, so it's a very popular night. Unfortunately, um, there was an outage. There was a DDoS attack. So people couldn't get in. So then people got in. And I think by the time I got in, it was about 10 o'clock. So I was tired. Uh, my schedule at work switched from like days to nights. So I'm still kind of adjusting from that. Um, I haven't been sleeping well because of that. So, you know, at 11 o'clock, I, uh, I just had to log out. And I texted uh, my uh, guildmates, well, actually more my, my friends that were playing. And I said, listen, I can't. I can't do this. I have to I have to log out. And they said, yeah, we totally understand. And a couple of them were like, I think we're going to too. Because, you know, that, that buildup of wanting to get on and do all that stuff. But if you sit in a, in a queue for two hours, you know, the moment you log in, you're thinking, I don't really want to do this now that this has happened. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'll give you guys a progress report. I'm still reading A Fine and Private Place. I haven't finished it yet. I'm hoping next week to finish it. And then I'll give you guys a book report. Uh, about it and I'll try to keep it spoiler free because I know that um, you know some of you guys want to read it out there I talked about it last week and so I don't want to you know I don't want to ruin it for people Um, so yeah what else Uh, I think that's about it Uh, my schedule has been really weird at work it's been really strange I haven't been sleeping well because again I went from days to nights Uh, I mostly do work in schools so obviously schools in session so I can't just walk in the building you know in the middle of the day and do a bunch of work um, I had a teacher tell me that I can work while the children were in class, which seemed very strange to me. And I was using power tools, so I thought, man, that would have been one really distracting, and two, they'd probably the kids would probably be pretty impressed what I was doing, you know. So, yes. Uh, so tomorrow I start later, and I'll get home very late, uh, and uh, go from there. I I've been really tired lately, and um. I also have been missing therapy, which sounds strange, but it's true. You don't go for a while. I think I equate it to, you know, my father was in recovery for a while, and he said if he didn't go to a meeting, he started to get a little antsy, you know? And I think I have that feeling of just being a little antsy, you know? Um, not bad. The podcast is definitely helping. Uh, and actually having to, like, have things report back to you and things like that, Um 
then that that's good because that pushes me to take notes and things like that. And um, I'm still working on getting a logo. I'm very slow and bad at that. I'm also working on getting everything to iTunes. So um, I'll work on those things. Oh, yeah, and if you want to drop me a line, uh, just go to www.gamingwithgrief.com. Uh, leave a comment. If you want to ask a question there, you can. If you don't want me to read it over the show, I won't read it. Uh, you can also reach me at gwgpod 4 at gmail.com or gwgjac at outlook.com, whichever one you want to do. I checked both of them. I checked both of them yesterday. Uh, and uh, I actually reached out. There's a local podcast in my area in the Northwest here that they're trying to promote local artists. And they said, if you have a podcast or you're an artist or anything you want to promote, uh, please email us. I have. Uh, but they haven't got back to me, so I'll probably re-email them and see if they respond. So you might hear me hopefully promoting my podcast on another podcast, which is like Podcast Inception. So, um, yeah, again, if you want to reach me, go to www.gamewithgrief.com and leave a comment. If you want to uh, leave me an email and you want me to read it over the air, if not, let me know. But you can go to gwgpod04 at gmail.com, and you can go to gwg jac at outlook.com so go there leave a comment um i see people are downloading the podcast there's probably four of you out there five of you so thank you guys whoever you are guys or girls people whoever they whoever you guys are thank you for doing that um i'm not on itunes yet i have to research that a little bit more and uh after that i'll uh, i'll go from there so um have a good week, everybody. Uh, keep your chin up. If you are going through some touch ta- tough times, reach out to somebody. A few episodes ago, I did mention the organization that um, can help if you're dealing with struggling with thoughts of self-harm. It's the National Alliance of Mental Illness, and they're saying is it's okay not to be okay. So just remember that if you don't drink and drive, if you're thinking of drinking and driving, get a designated driver. If you're thinking of hurting yourself, don't do it. If you're thinking of doing drugs again, don't do it. You know, uh, there's organizations, like all the anonymouses are out there. There's Narcotics Anonymous, there's Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, there's all those places. So reach out to somebody, try to get help. And uh, have a good week, guys, and I'll see you next week. Bye.